And today I'd like to speak about resonance and, you know, engaging with creativity beyond the intellect. And, you know, global witnessing, which we spoke about last week a little bit, is such a practice where we are mindfully attending to global events in an embodied way and, you know, creating an inner space that is capable of mirroring what's going on. And from that, you know, compassion arises. And that's a, that's a shift from being just a bystander, you know, mentally, intellectually processing what's going on in the news. And we become more active witnesses by responding through sensing into our bodies and hearts. And of course, you know, the mind is also part of it, but not being completely um, heavy on the mind, but it's a more full embodied presencing of what is happening. And in this way, you know, we teach ourselves gently to really stay with what we are witnessing, which can be, you know, bring up quite some discomfort and you know, turning towards it again and again and, and to the extent, you know, which is which is makes sense, you know, the, the extent we can hold it. And through this, you know, sensing of our deep entanglement with everything in the world, not only the beautiful, but also the ugly and the broken and the messed up. But simply in a sensing into the body and establishing a conscious resonance with what's happening in the larger world without you know, going into the head and thinking about, you know, it shouldn't be like this or I must find a solution, I have to fix it and all of the stories which it can bring up, and I'm taking also an interest actually in what stories are kicked up if we are allowing ourselves to resonate on this level. And then, you know, if we can hold steady with it, we can also, beyond the intellect, touch into this vast, larger intelligence than our own, you know, human intelligence. And that's what I mean is with engaging with creativity beyond the intellect. And you know, the core competency for this work is sensing, sensing into the body, which means you know, becoming conscious of the sensations which are arising as we are you know, bringing up a certain part of the news or it can be either, you know, bringing up consciously in the mind or watching, you know, maybe or listening to a three, four, five minute report. And at the same time, you know, staying really grounded in the body and staying connected with this embeddedness into a much vaster world space. And from this grounding, we can then, you know, develop a a relational and even systemic sensing as well. But only if we stay grounded in the body, and that's, of course, a practice which needs to be trained. 
And I'm just seeing that there's a message. Aya, are you saying engaging with gravity or engaging with creativity? Creativity, uh, I said, in this context. Yes, engaging with creativity beyond the intellect. My accent is sometimes maybe a little bit hard for, for some of us. Yeah, it's creativity. But also, you know, by, by being conscious of the sense of gravity, which gently pulls us to the planet, there is a certain grounding which comes from that. And then from that grounding, we can engage with the creativity. The gravity and the creativity, we need both. It's a good question. Thank you. So and now I'd just like to, uh, you know, guide us in a, in a meditation where we can do exactly that. First, you know, grounding in the body and then opening up to this creativity beyond the intellect. So, you know, as we are sitting here in this space to just be present here in a way, you know, we are also, all of us contribute to this space. All of us contribute to this little pod, you know, virtual pod of uh, practitioners who are interested to hone this capacity to sense into the deep embeddedness with the more than human world. And from that deep embeddedness, we are resourced enough, you know, that we can actually witness some of what's going on in the world in a much more conscious way than usual. And through that witnessing and opening up to what is happening, we are also potentially tapping into this creativity, which is always already operating. So listening with your full self and sensing what's happening in your being as you're listening. And I try to do that too as I'm speaking. And, you know, when I'm teaching or, you know, connecting on, on the internet in this way, there's always a little sense of, you know, excitement there in my being. So I let it just kind of... Let it settle down. Let that excitement just go into the ground. Because excitement, you know, kind of um, contracts the body a little bit, as probably we all, you know, can feel. Hello, Kathleen. Good morning. We've just started with our guided meditation. So gently connecting with the body sitting here and allowing the breath to take you into the body. And trusting the nervous system to guide us as we are you know listening to what is being said in terms of guidance and this amazing biocomputer the body with its sense organs and everything else you know has a capacity to respond 
it's a piece of equipment, you know, which has been developed over almost 4 billion years. And now it's been handed to us so that we may update it actually. And then it's got handed on to the next generation. So it's an amazing uh, amazing life which we are part of, a life force. Embodiment of something so much vaster than what the human mind will ever be able to fathom. But we can open to it. And, you know, set an intention to be a conscious or a more conscious part of this mystery. So maybe, you know, all of you, we can all set an intention or maybe remember why you have come this morning, why you're joining us. And then you don't have to work hard. You can just take a little screenshot what you are bringing to this meeting, your inner state, the mind, emotions, and the body. They are intertwined, you know, like a, a braid. How stressed are you right now? If at all. Just, you know, sensing into the body. For example, I can feel you know, like a certain density on my solar plexus, a little bit of a very light throbbing there. You know, that's the how transformation works by directly sensing rather than thinking about it because you know I could also say to myself you know I'm really a little bit you know excited or a little bit kind of 
there's a bit of sense of concern. Will I do it right? Or I can just drop all of those stories and I can just experience the bodily representation of those uh, emotions. And then there's a sense of, oh, you know, I'm rather going to think about it because that's easier than no. Coming back to the direct experience. That's where the transformation occurs. The direct resonance with what is happening right now, you know, internally as an individual. And then once we have you know, grounded ourselves in that, we can open up and sense also into relationship and into systems. And that's what uh, global witnessing is all about. But first we need to prepare the ground of our own instrument, which is the body and the mind. And as we are attending, you know, in this direct experiencing and this sensing and the resonating with our own experience, it starts to open up a little bit. And then there is a sense of huh, being, being in a bigger space internally. Just by simply attending to what's present in this direct way of sensing. Then, you know, if you're noticing that the mind wanders off into the head again, into thinking, just gently bring it back and allow that direct sensing to open you up to open you up to a much bigger world space. And you know, it's a very subtle experience. And if it's not pointed out to us, we, we might not get it, you know, but then if through the guidance, we're experiencing it a few times, it starts to make sense in the true sense of the word. You know, that, that kind of feeling of alignment and coherence, which comes about if something makes sense, rather than us, you know, trying to project meaning onto it which is an intellectual undertaking. But something making sense is a bodily experience by sensing, not proliferating in the mind. And, you know, because of our conditioning and uh, schooling in particular, you know, we have been not taught that. We have been overemphasizing the meaning making, the intellect. 
And now we are coming to a time in our evolution where we need to come back to our senses. If we want to continue to stay here on this planet, we cannot rely on the intellect alone. That's a useful tool, but it's not able to attend to everything we need to attend to. At this time, you know, on this evolutionary threshold, we are again on such a threshold where we have to grow up into a bigger capacity, which is totally possible because it's it's all there. We just need to start to use the capacities which are there. Not being so hooked you know, on the old ways, opening up to something new, like learning a new skill, which is laying dormant in us. Just need to activate it. And, you know, that's, you know, when the wheels are rusty, there's a bit of a, you know, resistance and, and, stops and starts, you know, but if we keep on going, like learning to play the piano or driving a car, it doesn't come overnight. It needs application, needs an intention to learn. And then it needs, you know, the right environment where we have the support to get that skill off the ground again. And that's what we're doing here, you know, at this, uh, this Wednesdays. We're doing it, you know, for the benefit of all sentient beings. So many levels of sentient beings are you know, co-inhabiting this world with us. Some are inside of our bodies, some are inside of our living space, some are outside, some are above. And, you know, giving up that... Uh, Assumption that we are kind of special, that we are in control of all of those other beings. We are not. We are we are team players at best. And we never cut the umbilical cord towards the biosphere, the planet, you know, which really deserves the name Mother Earth. Because we are really, you know, emerging out of her. And, you know, when the time comes for the body to die, it goes back into her. 
That's like an amazing mystery. Reflecting on the fact, you know, how we are constantly in exchange with the planet, with the elements, earth element, through eating, water element, through drinking, fire element, you know, through the fact that uh, in order to live here, we need to be in a certain temperature range. If it's too cold, we're going to freeze. If it's too hot, there's you know, total disintegration and evaporation happening of the body. And through breathing, this is the wind element and space element, which we are sitting inside of. And also there are spaces in the body. And if we don't eat for one or two months, the body is going to shut down. If we don't drink for five days or so, the body, which consists of 75% of water, is going to shut down. It cannot exist without that constant exchange. And breathing even shorter, you know, three to seven minutes. Some, you know, highly trained beings can do it for six, six, seven minutes, divers and other specialists, but most of us three minutes. So we are extremely vulnerable in that regard because we are simply part of the planet and these bodies are like trees with uh, invisible energetic roots into the biosphere. Then we have, you know, all of the, the limbs we have in order to be able to ingest food and go and collect it. And by, you know, consciously Reflecting on this, it brings it home, you know, that, you know, we are not separate. And, you know, really sensing into the body, what does that do to us, you know, as we are becoming more conscious of that, as a sense of uh, opening up and a sense of relaxation or a sense of enrichment. We are part of something so much vaster than me and mine.
you know, and sensing into how the body meets that. How the body, you know, like through the resonance with those words and attending to it, how the body is just maybe, you know, responding, adjusting into that much bigger context. By really becoming more conscious of that embeddedness which has always been that way, but we might not have paid attention to it at all because it wasn't it wasn't suggested by anyone. And now there's a lot of talking about it and practices appear how that you know, that sensing into that embeddedness can be supported. Meditation practices, then people working with plant medicines, that's another way how that can be supported. People, you know, doing uh, retreats in nature, just, you know, becoming, uh, it's, it's being, as emerges into the culture. And we are a group, you know, which is uh, interested in that. We, are, we got the message to a certain extent, and now we'd like to really dive into it and see what comes of it by consciously inviting that much more than human intelligence to inform us, you know, arise into our form. So with the outbreath, you know, relaxing into the spaciousness we are sitting in, which, you know, doesn't end at the walls of this room. It's like limitless space. So with the in-breath, you know, we're feeling the body rooted in the earth. 
SDF. And with the out breath, we are relaxing into the limitless space. of an expanding universe. And there's no need, you know, to think about this. Just allow that to do its work. This is how we are connecting with this much vaster intelligence, but just sensing into it. And then, you know, if you like to, we can could just invite, you know, an image, a scene of something which has happened, you know, in the last uh, week or two, or even today, you know, which is a a display of what. planet, you know, is reflecting back to us. For example, for me, it brings up an, an interview I listened of a man, you know, who was in Lahaina with his wife and five children, and they had to go out into the ocean, you know, to, to survive. Some of the children were like maybe two years old, the youngest one, or one year even. And you know how they survived, and then the shock of that experience, that trauma, and how I felt that when he was speaking. And just now allowing myself to sense that in the body, when I bring up the image, it comes effortlessly because obviously it was such a deep impression on me and I can feel it here in my solar plexus, like bang. And just allowing that to be there. Like if somebody would have thrown something at me. And with the in-breath, just you know, sensing it the impact and with the out-breath, relaxing into the spaciousness. Like mirroring the experience of this man. The shock.
and you know that in the midst of that uh, he was speaking about his experiences then he was sometimes speaking about his children you know how how great they were how how they related to it how they were like really all together as a family and that's why they you know came through it You know, so relating to that image, that's relational sensing. And then, you know, when I saw that interview that was on Democracy Now!, and they were also speaking about the systemic reasons, you know, which, which led to that disaster. The, you know, the exploitation of the resources in that area, which had once been, you know, a very wet area, actually, very rich on, in water, and had been completely drained through agriculture and tourism. Now it was like a tinderbox, where less than 100 years ago, it was like a wetland. And same thing into that also. Into the systemic reasons for this to come about. And not by thinking about it, but by just allowing it to be there. And the, the fear, you know, of the indigenous people there who live here since many generations, you know, that now there will be all of this land grabbing happening of the big, you know, corporations wanting to get land. Same what happened, you know, after the tsunami in Thailand on those islands. So this greed, hatred and delusion in action. At the root, you know, of any mind which isn't fully awakened. And our minds are like that as well. They're sensing into that too. This, you know, ignorance, which is at the root of all schisms and isms and polarizations like sexism, racism, capitalism.
and as I sense into that, you know, the impact becomes even like bigger. And all of the, you know, personal and collective trauma, which lies at the root of all of those. systemic patterns. And also individual patterns. This entanglement, you know, with all of those influences. And allowing it to be sensed into and bringing in a compassion to that. The in-breath, you know, sensing into the tangle. And then with the out-breath, you know, with the wish of may all beings be free from harm. Relaxing into the spaciousness. And giving that tangle, that vast historic tangle, giving it space. to really kind of loosen up a bit and show itself for what it is. It's a process, you know, which is constantly changing and we can have an influence onto that process by the way we relate to it. It's not like a God-given something, but it's a process which has been co-created. And it can be attended to in a wholesome way. because the global you know, social body is developing through all of us. And through our presence and intentionality, we can co-shape those events we witness by you know, bringing in some different kind of energy, compassion, interest, kindness, willingness,
there's like a certain sense making happening, you know, as we see this interconnectedness between the personal and the collective injuries and everything what's happening and the racism, sexism, the whole historic luggage, it's extremely complex. And we can start, you know, where we are right now and what we can sense into by simply doing it. And taking the time, like what we are doing here, not knowing, you know, what it's going to result in, but doing it anyway, because it's something we can do. Because, you know, if that uh, practice, you know, as we have seen from our past practice, you know, if that practice enables us to have a more compassionate relationship with our own experience, it can grow into a more compassionate relationship with the global experience as well. And this is exactly what is needed right now is to step out of that victim consciousness into a different way of looking. And uh, connecting with a different kind of intelligence, which is so much vaster than the human consciousness and intelligence is. And that's you know, what's meant with resonating and through that resonating, engaging with creativity beyond the intellect. Biointelligence, which is all around us, we are embedded in it. We are it. But the fact that our bodies and the planet are the same.
So now as we are ending the session today, we can you know, allow the ancestral wisdom also to come into our space. All that has come before us, all what has been learned, all the skills you know, which have been developed, the blessing from the ancestors, so that we might also become good ancestors. For our own species and beyond. Just allowing that you know blessing to settle into us so we can carry it forth. In the midst of it all, you know, the ugly and the beautiful, the sublime and the messed up. the broken and the new. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.